Today on The Grid, we are talking about the hot lenses for 2023. We have a very, very special in-studio guest, one of the greatest guys on the planet. Mimo Madani is here. Eric Kuna is not here. Where's Eric? He's gallivanting once again. Eric, the man with unlimited vacation, Kuna, will be Skyping in to join us. Uh, we've got some wonderful giveaways. It's going to be a delightful day as we talk about gear here on The Grid. And it all starts in just 27.4 seconds. Let's go! Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the tripod alternative that is changing the world. Everybody has a Platypod. You should too. Go to platypod.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another live episode of The Grid. Joining me today, our special in-studio guest is one of literally my very favorite people. <laughs> uh, so you guys, you know, when I do these these workshops, right, around the world, uh, You've heard me talk about my co-teacher, the guy that teaches all of my workshops with me. This is the wonderful Mimo Madani. Hello, Mimo. Hello, hello. And uh, it's so, it's an unbelievable experience to be here on the grid. Usually, you know, I'm always sitting on the other side, like just like you guys, and watching a grid. And here I am now sitting right next to this great Scott Kilby. It is an honor to be here, Scott. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course, Mimo. So uh, I met Mimo many years ago in Venice, Italy. I was doing a photo walk in Venice. And uh, I don't really know. You know, I've been, I would have been to Venice, you know, once or twice before, but many years ago. I hadn't been. And so uh, I announced I'm doing a photo walk and Mimo uh, hits me up on, you know, on the social or whatever and says, hey, I'm a photographer living in Venice. If you want to, uh, you need some help planning your route or, or picking a restaurant, I'd be happy to help. Well, I picked a restaurant where I thought we would end up. And Mimo says, Man, that restaurant is so far from where you're going to start. I don't know if you'll ever make it there. And he goes, I can, I can recommend a great restaurant and help you with the route. And he did. And he was really wonderful. And then I came with my brother to, uh, to Venice a few days early. Yes. And, and we met Mimo and it was one of those times where you meet somebody for the first time and you just instantly like, I love this guy. <laughs> this guy is awesome. And we spent days together before and after the workshop. And that's where I got to meet Robbie Pisco, who's another one of our dear friends. He and Mimo were buddies and we all became friends. And I said, Mimo, I want to I want to come back to Venice because Mimo knows all the spots in Venice. I, I, now, you know, like when you when I think of Paris, or what you call Paris. Paris, yes. Paris. When, <laughs> when I think of Paris and I think of who has really captured that town, you know, architecturally and everything else, I, I, I always think of Serge Romilly. Serge has done a great job and, and he's well known and his, his prints and stuff are available all over Paris. Mimo is that guy for Venice. Mimo has the best pictures of Venice of anybody period. So I, I go to Venice, we become friends. And I said, Mimo, I want to come back and do a workshop with you. And I'd never done a travel photography workshop before. So about, I don't know, six months or a year later, I fly back to Venice. Mimo and I run a workshop and we had the greatest time. Let me tell you, this is the best guy in the world and not just in Venice, anywhere to do a workshop. So we've done workshops in Tuscany, Tuscany. in Paris, in Rome, Prague. In Prague, in Lisbon, and next uh, we are going to London in September. And it's already sold out. The, the London one is sold out, but we're doing some next year. And one of them we know whether we're going to do is going to be Dubai for next year. 
So that's one we're coming coming up with, and then uh, we're going to do another one as well. And we're still working out the details on that one. But anyway, that's how Mimo and I met during that photo walk, and we've been friends and and uh, colleagues ever since. And so he's here doing classes for us at Kelby One. Now he, he was not able to come to the United States uh, ever, and but he finally he lives in Canada, and he finally got a Canadian passport. So here he is. As soon as I knew he had that Canadian passport, I'm like, you have got to come. So he did a class. You did a class on long exposures. Um, yes. Oh, look, one of the guys from my first workshop, Scott Berger, is here. Scott uh, says, that first workshop was awesome. Love you both. <laughs> Scotty Scott, boy. We love you too, Hey, Scott. Scott's coming to London with us. Yes, we're excited yeah, about that. Yeah, he is. Oh, London's going to be great. We, Mimo and I met about it yesterday, and we've got such great stuff planned for London. But anyway... Uh, it, that, so that's how we all came together and it's, it's, uh, oh, it's just, it's so much fun doing these workshops. Uh, and it really is a treat. All right. So, uh, so Mimo's here doing some classes. Now you did a class, uh, on, on your black the, and white technique. Correct. Yes, yes. Mimo has a very specific way of doing black and white. And we always say, oh man, I Mimo sized this, or I did it like Mimo. He's got a, <laughs> a great, great way of doing black and white. It's a very specific look. It is a signature look, and he's teaching that look in a class here for Kelby One. And then he went yesterday, look at this shot. He uh, did a class on composition. So when we do our workshops, Mimo teaches a class in the classroom on composition, and Mimo is a master of composition. And yesterday, he's just, they showed me this picture, they're just shooting around, and he oh. comes up with this, and I'm like, son of a gun. <laughs> but this is typical. We were, we were in Lisbon, and Mimo walks over to me, like on our first day, when we're, we're just out scouting, right? We're just scouting. He shows me a picture on the back of the camera and says, I don't care if I take another shot. The whole time I'm here, I've got the shot. And it was so good. It was just wonderful. And uh, he just has an incredible eye. And so uh, he taught that class. And they're still doing some more of it, I guess, this afternoon. Uh, yes, yes. To wrap are. it up. Uh-oh. Claire Jones. Claire, also going to be with us in London. Look oh, at that. Hello, she says, Claire. watch out for puddles <laughs> in the studio. Mimo at work with reflections. Yeah. And Mimo is the guy. There's people out there on TikTok and all that do all these water reflections, but it was Mimo that made it popular. And then everybody else copied Mimo. So it was, it was Mimo first years ago, yeah. way before any of these people that are doing it all over the place. And look at that. Jackie Hernandez says, it's heard so much about Mimo. Nice to put a face with the name. With the name. Thank you, Jackie. That's him. All oh, right. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And these two classes, they went really well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we're really happy with the result. And I'm excited uh, for you guys. Again, it was, yeah, one of it was editing black and white and how to how to see the world differently the way I see it in, in pretty much in black and white. And the other class was uh, uh, composition. And I tried to uh, go through all the steps and, you know, making sure I'll teach you all the little, like there were, four uh, elements of composition we're working on. And I'll make sure that uh, you understand all of it. And the way I'll go through it to make sure you are going out and practicing and getting better with the composition, because it is one of the most important uh, elements in Absolutely. photography nowadays. Because you know, people have, uh, people have, uh, now, like everybody have cameras, cell phones everywhere. So there's a lot of images being taken, but I think the images are the standing out. Those are the images that follow the perfect composition and have a multiple composition tools into their, uh, into their shot. Absolutely agree, 100%. Uh, st also standing by 
just outside of Los Angeles, gallivanting around in a giant luxury motorhome, <laughs> Mr. Eric Kuna. Hey, Mr. K. Well, hey, Scott. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, so, Eric, I mentioned this in the, uh, in the uh, what you call it, uh, opening uh, today. But mm -hmm. uh, apparently, yeah. Eric gets six months vacation per year. Six mm -hmm. months for gallivanting, yeah. and now he's he's gallivanting. But you know what? When he gallivants, he actually does work. We have Zoom calls and meetings. So even though he does get out quite a bit, he's he doesn't vacation quite a bit. He works a lot. He's a very hardworking uh, guy. I balance the two. I try to balance the two. He tries to balance the two. Yeah. Well, thank you for Skyping in here, Mr. K, because when we were going to talk about lenses today, uh, Eric does love his lenses. So today we're looking at what <laughs> are the hot lenses? We get all kinds of questions. Like um, a very common question is, I'm taking a trip. What lens should I go? I'm shooting mm -hmm. an air shot, an air show. What lens? I'm shooting the Milky Way at night. What lens? I mean, all these questions about, about travel and aviation and all these things. So we thought, let's just put it all together in a show. And that's what we are doing uh, today. A couple quick housekeeping things before we get to our topics. And of course, we want to take your questions. So if you have any questions about lenses, today is the day. This is Ask Your Lens Question Day. So make sure that you just pop in the chat. There's another big reason to pop in the chat and ask questions. Anytime you ask a question, you are automatically entered to win some of the prizes that we're giving away to some folks that are watching it live today. Here's what we're giving away. This thing. There it is. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. It's called the Mini Super Clamp. It's by the folks at Platypod, and it allows you to clamp all kinds of accessories and stuff. There it is just being used in ways that no one would ever actually do. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Anyway, but we're giving away one of these little bad boys today, and it comes with its own little box. Little box. Okay. We're also giving away <laughs> my, my brand new book. It, it is just off press. It is my Photoshop book for digital photographers. As you can see, it is the number one bestseller in Photoshop on Amazon. And uh, this is the book where you're starting from scratch, right? So I, I've written a number of different Photoshop books. This one is, I really want to learn Photoshop from the ground up, but I only want to learn the stuff that matters to photographers. Photoshop does a ton of stuff. I'm only focusing on this is the stuff that photographers need. We're going to give away a signed copy of that today to someone watching. We're also going to give away for our trivia question today. Yes, we have a trivia question. We're going to give away a copy of my Light It, Shoot It, Retouch It book that you see right here. That is out on, well, it's out and available right now uh, where I take you through a bunch of different lighting. So if you're into flash, that book is for you. And it's all different, like 14 different lighting setups, all the lighting all the uh, everything it's the whole nine yards of everything that you do to make the image the retouching everything the whole nine yards the lighting the shooting the retouching there it is oh there's 15 chapters so there's 14 15 okay what else we're also giving away uh, a, a copy of something from on one but i have no idea what it is because it's usually written there but it's not <laughs> Usually, Scott, we're giving away no oh, noise. Right oh, now. yes. Right now, there it is. We are giving away on one no noise, oh. which, by the way, is an outstanding piece of software, one that I've, I've actually worked into my workflow. I wasn't using it, 
and now I am. Eric was was living by this thing. I and I was like, I just don't have that much use for it. Until I went to New York, Eric and I did a workshop in New York City, and uh, and I, it it has been has come in wildly wildly handy. Uh, it, it is actually amazing. So that is uh, that is a hot piece of software. We're going to be giving away one of those today. We're probably giving away a V flat. What do you think, Eric? V flat. I think so. I think we're going to have that from V Flat World. From V Flat World. You have to be in the U.S. because they ship this to you. But it is a foldable V Flat, and it does quite an amazing job. You can use it for fill light. You can use it to add shadows. Uh, you can use it for a million things. If you go to their, their website, V Flat World, it is amazing all the uses you can have for these. And the fact that it folds. We have them here in the studio. We use the exact same thing here in our studios, and they are quite wonderful. So... And look, I mean, it, they're just amazing. So we're giving away one of those as well. We're probably giving away something else. What do you think, Eric? Are we giving away something else? Don't I think so. Else. We're probably going to be giving away something from Retouch for Me. Yes, Retouch, yeah, Retouch Me. That. Yeah, absolutely. Today we're giving away Heal, the app Heal. It is an AI plugin for fixing minor skin defects. So we're giving that away. But uh, they they also are offering a discount. Right, Eric? <laughs> oh, yes. They always offer a discount so, yeah, for anybody right. who's watching the show. Right. For anybody watching the show. Uh, so that, that is as well. And I just, I, I'm, I apologize for not having this at, the, at the, my fingertips, but I just, I just don't. All right. <laughs> Next. Uh, we have the, the, come. The teleprompter operator did not. Uh, yeah, the teleprompter today, operator huh? did not work today. All right. Also, we have coming up next month the On One Conference. This is a two day conference with uh, tons of instructors and classes and teaching. It's called the On One Photographers Conference. If you use On One plugins, this is for you. If you're thinking of using On One plugins, this will make you use them. Uh, and you can always go download, you know, 14 day working copies and try them all out. It's gonna be a lot of, lot of fun. We have pre-con workshops, two days, and it's all archived for a year. And it, it is wrapping the On One plugins into your photography workflow. So that's going to be very cool. I hope that you can join us. It's going to be mighty awesome. And Eric Kuhn and oh, I are and both tons teaching. Of, tons of great instructors. We have Matthew Jordan Smith, Tamara oh, Lackey. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of great instructors joining us for that. And there's a, an instructor we have coming from just outside of Los Angeles mm -hmm. from a luxury motorhome. But I don't think you'll be actually there when it's time for the conference. So hopefully you'll be back by then. I will be back. The gallivantation okay. will have ended. All right. So, oh, I see the questions are coming in. Oh, this is good. We're getting lots of good questions. All right. We are going to take a very short break. When we come back today, our very special guest, the Mimo, the Mimo, El Mimo, has a Lightroom tip for you for our Lightroom tip of the day. We got great questions coming in, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite lenses for different topics. That all happens right after this. So stick around. Uh, coming up next, lots of your questions and lens stuff.
Have you seen the latest version of Photoshop? It is the most mind-blowing version of Photoshop I've seen in 20 years. Adobe has taken AI to a whole new level and it has taken Photoshop to a whole new place. This will change the way we all work from now on. There's an amazing remove tool. There's new live gradients. There's adjustment presets. There's this little floating panel, this contextual taskbar. Oh, but none of that compares to the magic, the actual like magic that is happening. Got a brand new class where I cover everything. What works, what doesn't, how to make it work for you, how to incorporate it into your workflow right now and start doing things you never thought you'd be able to do. It is going to blow your mind. Come and check out my brand new class. Getting up to speed fast on the AI-powered May 2023 Photoshop upgrade. It's exclusively at kelby1.com. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by B&H Photo, the professional source since 1973. Hey, we are back. Scott Kelby here with Mimo Madani. And you know what it's time for? It's time for a Lightroom Tip. Lightroom Tip, yeah. Today's tip is brought to you by Le Mimo. Le Mimo is here. I'm just going to be short and sweet here. Uh, you, guys, you guys are all familiar with the linear gradient filter in the Lightroom. So I'm just going to tell you that they, when I use the linear gradients, I'm not just using one from the above the frame to the, to the bottom or uh, reverse. I'll use multiple of them. So here I'm just going to show you an example. From above, I use three layers here. And in the bottom, I use two. And also, I can use them on the side as well. So they're not just for use to close the frame from, from up to the bottom, it's actually for side as well. And the other thing is when you add multiple of them, it's make it easier to, uh, to adjust. So you can adjust dif different uh, layers and it make, you, uh, make your photo a lot more uh, interesting because you have a better control on that uh, linear gradients. Holy cow, I don't think I've ever used yeah. that many gradients in anything I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, let me hear if, if you can work with me. This is before using them, and here you just pop them in. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good look of Mimo style right there. That's a, I would look at that and go, oh, you did that all Mimo style. Yep. Very nice. Is that Venice? Uh, uh, yes, yes, it is. Uh, uh, <laughs> didn't you used to I live did. there? Yes, uh, I used didn't to. I meet you there? Okay. <laughs> thought it was Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. All right. Uh, hey, I just want to mention something. I, I, I neglected to mention this, but I want to mention this. I am doing the keynote presentation at the upcoming ClickCon conference in Chicago. So on the night of July 31st, so about a month or so from now, uh, I'm going to be doing the opening keynote 
and my keynote is on all the new AI stuff in Photoshop, and I've got some mind-blowing stuff to show you. Uh, so that's coming up July 31st. You can go to their website, ClickCon, and uh, go check it out. They've got all kinds of speakers, and it's going to be great. So their big thing is they get hundreds, like 200 professional models. They get 50 hairstylists and makeup artists, and you get the opportunity to shoot and work with all these people. It's just if you're into portraits and stuff like that, it's, it is pretty amazing. And so it's my first time there. I'm very, very excited about it. I love Chicago. I love the people in Chicago. And I love, I am so excited to be able to show you this new Photoshop stuff. Uh, and I've, I've cooked up some new goodies for you. So I hope you'll come and see that's July 31st uh, in Chicago at ClickCon. I'm doing the keynote the night before it kicks off. And there's, there's some of the speakers that are there right there. And, uh, I saw Judy host there, James Schmelzer, but there's Judy. Yeah, so anyway, lots of great speakers, lots of cool, fun times. I hope to, and Vanelli, come on, Vanelli, look at that. You know, he's oh like, boy. have you noticed he's like Cher? He only goes by one thing, just Vanelli. You know, mm -hmm. it's like Sinatra <laughs> and Cher and Madonna and Vanelli. It's just Vanelli. All right. Hey, we've got a quick couple of quick shout outs. Glenn's here from sunny Calgary. There you go, fellow you Canadian. Go. Rudy's here uh, from the Netherlands. Hi, Rudy. Doug's here from Western Iowa. John says hi uh, from the Hexham in the UK. Uh, Benoit is here from uh, Montreal. Montreal. Oh, the Canadians are popping bonjour, in today. Bonjour. 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 <laughs> hey, we've got some, um, some questions. I'm going to go ahead and just, just hit some of these. All right, so John Austin is asking this question. Is the Canon uh, RF 70-200 F 2.8 worth the additional cost over the F4? John, that is a phenomenal question. Here's what I would say to you, John. No. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's not. But, but I, have to, I, have, I have a caveat in there. All right? So I'm getting ready to buy that lens. So I have the old 7200. I want to get the RF version. And I'm getting the F4. If, if you told me, Scott, I am primarily a wedding photographer. Mm. And I'm often shooting in very low light. You shoot weddings. Yes. I yeah. Do, yeah. You, shoot, you're, you shoot the crap out of weddings. Your yes. wedding stuff is phenomenal. Um, which I hate. I hate that about Mimo because he can shoot everything. It's really obnoxious. Anyway, but to go back to his question, and if you told me, Scott, I shoot so often in really, really low light situations where I cannot use a tripod, I'd say, yeah, it might be worth it. Yeah. Outside of that, absolutely not. Get the F4 because you're going to save a ton of money. It's going to be smaller and easier to carry. It's going to be a lot less weight. It's just, I'm telling you, the F4. Now, I brought an F4 lens here today, and I had the F2.8, and I sold it. So this is a very, very nice lens. This is a Canon 16-35. to it is not a, It's not an RF lens. It's not for mirrorless, so you have to use a, a, a converter. Yeah. But I had the F2.8. I sold it and got the F4. The F4 is actually sharper, yeah. which is crazy. It is sharper and it's lighter and it is a thousand dollars less. Yeah. 
and you're that's the kind of money you save when you go to an f4 and and it, you know if i need to shoot a wedding i'd rather rent the lens <laughs> but i could even do a you know what to, with today's mirrorless you can do weddings and shoot at f uh, at 1600 iso yeah. and higher up to 6400 and and you probably won't even see the the uh the noise especially if you nail your exposure if you're underexposed a lot and you have to open up you might see a little noise but i'm telling you what the the low noise capabilities in today's mirrorless cameras are just uh what what what, what body do you shoot now uh i have uh the r6 and two of the uh the usr and one uh, dx oh nice okay but yeah you were right like if if you really want to use that lens for landscape and stuff like that outside uh, I would recommend, as Scott said, just F4 is good enough. But if you're going to do a wedding and you want to have that, or you're doing a lot of engagement shots or family portraits and stuff like that, yes, I will recommend. If you're making money with that, you, you should invest on having a 2.8 for sure. Yes. Uh, because when we do landscape, we usually close the aperture anyway. We're trying to not shoot with a wide aperture because we want the sharpness and crispness. Yeah, we're like F11. The, correct, yes. Something so, like that. Yeah, so look at the difference. 2000 mm. uh, 2100 $2,100 for the 2.8. So unless you have a, a, a business need like Mimo yeah. was talking about, like you have a commercial need... For, for to be at f2.8 i i would say i would tell you no it's not worth it uh, yeah scott um the only other yeah the only other thing i would say like uh indoor sports like if you're doing that uh 7200 for sports would be yeah the that other would thing yep if you're shooting uh volleyball it's very small it's very it, small basketball niche. maybe yeah but yeah it's 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 like i said it's it's a very it's a very small window for the people that actually need that extra stop. Uh, hey, Eric, Eileen has a question for you. Can mm -hmm. my family win a week in your motorhome? <laughs> so that'd be, that would be a good giveaway. I don't think it's likely, though. I don't oh, think it's no, likely. I, think, I don't think my wife would like it. So Eric is in his motorhome right now. Look how big that sucker is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the background is blurred, but that's inside his motorhome. He looks like he's in a condo. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah it's nice. It's it kind of is. It's a it's a it's a little vacation home on wheels. Nice, very nice. All right, Zach is asking. This is a good one. I'm gonna also ask Eric to talk on this one. Uh, Zach says, um, which is so he's trying to figure out which is better for an R5 body. So Zach's got an R5 body. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's go, Zach. All right, and yeah. then uh, he says, which is he's trying to ask which is better for action sports or equine sports. And for those of you who are not familiar with equine sports are, mm. I don't know what it is. No, it's horses. So, mm. all right. So, an adapted, so a Canon 100 to 400 with an adapter or the Canon RF 100 to 500. I'm going to go, I, I know what, I think I know what Eric's going to say. Because Eric does love the 100 to 400. But Zach, here's the thing. You're shooting action sports. You're shooting horses. They're both far away from you a lot of the time. The question yep. really is, is don't you want a hundred millimeters more? Your mm. problem is never going to be, I'm, I'm, I'm too close. <laughs> Your problem's always going to be, man, a 500 would be sweet. For me, I would absolutely go with the 100 to 500 RF, RF. hands down. For action sports, yes. And for equine sports, it's kind of the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Go with the 100-500. Number one, you don't have to have the adapter, right? There, that's mm -hmm. number one. 
uh, which is nice. It's just something you don't have to mess with. And uh, number two, that that extra one hundred that extra one hundred millimeters, believe it or not, makes a big difference. What do you what do you say, Eric? Uh, I would I would agree with you as long as you have the budget for it. You know, it comes down to that. It oh really yeah, comes down yeah. to the it's, cost. You know, because that one is twenty six hundred. I mean, you I do think the one hundred to four hundred RF that's less than a thousand dollars is super sharp. It's better than the one hundred to four hundred EF that costs two or three times that much. So that's that's a good lens. But you know, the, if he's got a R five. Um, he's got money. Got the budget. <laughs> he's got yeah, money. So <laughs> so, All right. Um, that's what, but see, like that lens right mm. there, that is a sleeper lens right there. Dude, that is a sleeper lens. Mm. I'm telling you, that thing is a, it's sharper than the old EF 100 to yes. 400. And it's and a third it's, of the cost. It's, it's less than 700 bucks. That is, and, and that lens, Scott, I have it with me because that's a good travel lens for me. Yep. It weighs less than a pound. So it's super light. Yeah. Super light, super sharp. This was one of the lenses on my list for today was the RF 100 to 400 as the hot lenses for 2023. You just said it. People are sleeping on that lens. But that lens for the sharpness, for the weight, and for the price, $649. I mean, that is an amazing. And uh, it's, 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 it's small. I mean, it's it's smaller mm -hmm. than a seventy to two hundred. Yeah. It's yep. lightweight. The price is amazing. Six forty nine for any lens these days is an absolute bargain. So that was one of my hot yeah. picks for twenty twenty three right there. Um, yeah. We got some more questions. Uh, Barbara wants to know, in your opinion, it, in your opinion, what would be the must have lens for a Nikon mirrorless for an all around lens? Barbara, I got it. You want an all-around lens, so which means you want to be able to use it for shooting far away. You want wide angle. You want close-up. You want all this different stuff. The Nikon, twenty-four to two hundred. Mm. Twenty-four yep. to two hundred is a wonderful lens. The price is right. The size, the weight, and it is an all-around lens. Uh, if I was shooting Nikon, that would be the lens. The lens I would be using. For, for travel photography. Yep. Look, Look at, at the price, price $796, it's lightweight and it does it all. That is a killer lens for the Nikon mirrorless. Now, Canon and Sony both make a similar lens. Sony makes the same lens, a, a 24 to 200. Uh, Sony makes the same lens uh, and it is yep. a little more expensive because everything Sony mm -hmm. is more expensive. And Canon makes a 24 to 240 it's a little more expensive, but it's a phenomenal lens. It's my hot pick for Canon shooters oh, for yeah. 2023. That's the lens. Uh, if you've seen any of my travel photography stuff in the last few years, it's it a little is. more expensive. Yeah. Seven ninety nine, yeah. fifty bucks more. Um, Still great price. Phenomenal, oh. sharp, great lens, lightweight, small. If you've seen any of my like uh, Adobe Spark pages where I'm showing my trip to. Lisbon, uh, Eric mm -hmm. and my trip to New York and all that. Those shots yeah, are that's taken. That's all you use. That's, uh, that's, that's it. You use every picture from New York yep. that you use. So if yeah, I never like, oh no, the quality is not there, Ooh. all that. It's like every one of your shots came it's from super that sharp. It's there, super yeah. wonderful, right? Yeah. So that's that's my hot pick. The, the Nikon is the hot pick. And, and also, it's just that range and that price range mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. just so good. All right. All right. 
Uh, next question, Eric, uh, is from Airman Michael Berg. So, uh, Michael, uh, Michael says, what lenses do the three of you use the most? All right, I'm going to tell you right now, mine is the 24 to 240. Eric, I'm going to say yours is the 100 yep. to 400. Nope. No. No? My 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 number one lens that is always on my camera because I do a lot of night photography, Milky Way, is the 15 to 35 2.8. Oh, uh, ERF. That that lens is the my go-to. Like, uh, in fact, if any Milky Way night shots, uh, a streak shots with a rocket, it's all coming from that lens. That's kind that of an lens expensive lens, though. That's kind of expensive. It is. 15, it is. But if you're into this stuff and you need that one number yep. there f 2.8 mm. i'm telling you on the canon body you cannot beat this okay so there's there's sharp, mine and there's sharp, there's sharp. uh eric's what is your what's the lens you use the most oh the most so obviously this one here 11 24 oh, yeah. f4 11 to 24. yeah it is a heavy lens but lens. it's worth carrying it around <laughs> if, as long as you know and then also it's a little bit complicated like when you're shooting shooting with it <laughs> it's not that bad it is bad though and especially when you add the filters and everything on the top, it's quite a bit of a lens. It's, that is a brick. It actually like it's feels very, like a very heavy. Brick yes, it is. Holding. It is very. It's, it's heavier heavy. than any camera body that I have. Yeah, yeah. But, take off but, the fanciest yeah. camera bodies. But I'll tell you one thing though, because it's so unique. That 11 millimeter when you travel mm -hmm. and when you just and you shoot any monument or anything with it, because it's not many people have the same lens, this the is same true. range, then your picture will stand out. And you know what? Well, you think he's exaggerating, but he's right. Now, I shoot a 14, so I have a 14 that I use. The difference between the 14 and the 11 is pretty stunning. I, I, I have to say I'm, I'm shocked with it. Mima and I were doing a workshop in Rome, and we're shooting that famous staircase, the spiral staircase mm -hmm. at the end of the Vatican, as you're leaving, there's this amazing spiral staircase, and Mimo and I are shooting it. And one of the guys there, his name was Mark, really good photographer. Mark had the 11. He yeah. took it with him. And he showed us his shot, and we're all like this. Yeah. And you're going, Scott, it's three, three millimeters more. It, it is not, because the, the, the optics of this lens are different. That's why it has this round yes. bubble and all, and it, it has it just looks different. Yeah. So it's forget that the three millimeter. It has its own separate look. Well, it's awesome too, Scott, because it's uh you know when usually you get that wide, you get a fisheye effect. Well, that lens yeah. has that mm -hmm. rectilinear, so yep. it keeps everything in proportions. It uh, it's it's a real that that lens is. If if I could carry it around all the time, I would, but it is heavy. Yes. It now, is heavy. okay, so here's what I want to show you. It's very expensive. I have the same lens. It is uh, $29.99. However, if you were to go to KEH and buy used in excellent mint condition, you can get it for $1,600. And I'll add one thing on this lens. It's like a wild horse because <laughs> everything everything goes into your frame. So now you have to be really careful when you're composing to, to avoid all the other objects or anything else that goes to that shot because literally everything will fit in there when you're wide open. It's, it's so wide that you have to make sure your feet don't wind up yeah. in the shot. It's super, super, super wide. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, Mr. Kuna has a Photoshop tip for us 
all the way from the outskirts of Los Angeles. Uh, we've got more questions coming in. Great questions today. We're going to talk more about lenses. It's Lens Day on the Grid. Stick around. We'll be right back. You know what you don't want to worry about when you're on vacation? Backing up your photos. You don't worry about organizing or backing them up or what do I do with them when I get home and how do I merge everything I did on my laptop with my computer at home? I want to show you exactly what I do when I'm traveling. I take a lot of trips and I have a very, very simple organization thing and I want to share it with you. We're going to talk about how to back up your photos so you can sleep at night while you're on vacation how to organize them, and when you get home, how do you sync everything back into Lightroom so it's like a seamless from beginning to end experience. It's gonna make your vacation better, it's gonna make you sleep better, you're gonna have a great time. It's called How to Back Up and Organize the Images from Your Trip, and it's exclusively at kelbyone.com. I don't have to tell you how great the camera is in your iPhone. It's really pretty amazing. And I know that a lot of people out there are really giving this a serious thought, not only as their second camera, but often as their first camera. If you're brand new to the iPhone, I've got a brand new course I think is really gonna help. I'm gonna cover 20 different techniques, stuff that you need to know, stuff that how to set up your camera, how to get the most out of it, and it's really gonna make a big difference. It's gonna make you fall in love. If you liked your phone camera before, now you're gonna love it. We're gonna cover a lot of ground. We're gonna be on location. We're gonna have a lot of fun. I hope you come and join me, and it's exclusively here at Kelby One. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Canon. Hey, everybody. We are back. Scott Mimo and off the coast of Los Angelinos, we have Mr. Eric Kuna, who has for us what a Photoshop tip. Photoshop tip, yeah. 
All right, Mr. K, what do we got? So here, I got a Photoshop tip for you. A real quick one like Mimo did. Uh, You know, we're out shooting the the night sky or you're shooting anything where you're having something go through your frame and it shouldn't be there. Like one of the problems that we always have is, as you can see here, as I zoom in, I've got these things flying through my frame. And a lot of people say, oh, these are usually planes. 99 out of 100 times they're a plane. You just cannot avoid it. So what do we do? to remove these distracting items because if you look at it you're like what are those lines in your yep. shot real easy all we got to do is come up here we're going to grab the uh, the um, spot healing brush we're going to go and i'm just going to bracket down with the i'm using the left bracket to bracket it down i'm going to go a little bigger than that plane i'm going to click on one side of it and then what's great is all i do is i make that because that's just a little bigger i hit shift and then click, and it's going to draw that straight line and wipe out that plane. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to click, and I'm going to shift, click, and wipe out that plane. And that's all you have to do to remove those distracting objects from your night sky. And um, that's just something, um, something quick tip about something you do in Photoshop to remove those items so we don't have those distracting elements in our frame. All righty, and also that works in Lightroom as well with the yep. uh, erase tools in there. So. Yep. All right, great. Excellent. Yeah, that was a very good tip. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, and uh, that was a shot that we just uh, just did over at the Grand Canyon. Uh, we were there, and uh, I, I, if I could show you something else from it, that yes, I, I please, it's please pretty do. cool, right? So this is this is not a Photoshop or a Lightroom tip, but this is more of a shooting tip. Like, So this is usually how your Milky Way shot would look like if you shot just a single exposure frame, right? But as you can see in that picture that I was showing, that same destination where you've got all that silhouette, it's looking like this. Mm. This is still a single exposure frame. I'm not blending, I'm not doing anything in post that is a single exposure out of the camera. I'm actually lighting that foreground, and this is a new technique that I'm working on, where I'm lighting that foreground, that one was lit with my Samsung phone. So I'm actually using what? my phone to light the foreground. And what I have is an app on my phone that allows me to, to, to adjust brightness and color temperature of the light coming out of my phone that I have off to the about 30 degrees off to the left of camera. I'm holding up my phone about eight feet in the air and pointing it down to the center of the frame. And it's illuminating that whole scene. And I'm doing it at such a dim brightness that it balances out in that exposure. Uh, I did the same thing if you look over here. This is another shot. Uh, Same thing, but now I'm lighting it with my iPhone screen. So I'm using my iPhone 14 Pro, again, using an app that's on the iPhone. Uh, On the Android side, I'm using a thing called Screen Flashlight. And on the iPhone side of it, I'm using an app called uh, Light Panel. And you can see right here, this is the app. It's just turning my screen into a light panel. So I'm holding this up and I just the dimness and the brightness way down in color temperature. So it's casting out that light into my scene. So I go from having this silhouetted picture to a nicely lit scene in front of me. Yeah, all it looks so much better when yeah. you have yeah. the a little bit of light hitting that for you. I mean, it's, it's all just, the difference in the world. It's so little. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I literally have it like on 1%, 2% brightness. It's so little of light. You can barely see it with your eyes. But that's what comes out of our camera. And how many seconds exposure is that shot? So that's a 20 second, both 20 second exposures. And they're actually both at the same settings. You can see no matter which one I lit it with, 
Uh, F2.8, 15 millimeters, 20 seconds. Shot with that RF. 15 to 35 millimeter 2.8 yeah. and, and eric i think you've already answered this question but jackie asked what's your go-to lens for milky way photography and you just talked 15 about to that. 35 2.8 rf there that's my go. go-to yeah all righty uh thank you eric uh mm -hmm. jerry's uh jerry's got a, a question uh and i think we have a good answer for it gary says is there a good third party okay so not not a nikon or a canon or a sony, sony. is there a good third party long zoom lens that can handle wildlife, motorsports, and aircraft photography. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to avoid purchasing multiple lenses, but I'm also not looking for a top of the line because I need to justify it to my wife. <laughs> All right, look here. We got you right here. All right, Jerry, I got you right here. This is the lens. This is a Tamron, so it's third party. It is a 150 to 600. So it is, it is about the size of a 70 to 200. Now it looks bigger because it's got this lens hood, which is very imposing. Let me uh, unlock it here. When you put it on the end, it looks like a big lens, right? And then the lens extends is outside the body. Hang on. So this is what it looks like when it's together. And then the lens itself, I didn't really snap it on there. And the lens then extends outside the body. So when you're walking around and you want to move everybody out of the way, you extend it all the way and you're like, watch out, serious <laughs> photographer, everybody back off. I've got to get through here. And, uh, <laughs> all right. But uh, this is a great lens and the price is right. And it is everything that you just asked for. It is perfect for landscape. It is perfect for, I mean, excuse me, for wildlife. wildlife. It's great for everything. And uh, look at that price, $12.99. <laughs> for a killer lens it's very very sharp it's got it's quick focus it's everything good uh, it's got vibration reduction in it in the whole nine yards now it is not a mirrorless lens so you have to get a mount for it yeah i mean uh, you have to get a uh, what do you call it a converter, converter. got to get a converter for it but outside of that i've used this thing for for everything i love it absolutely love this lens eric Thoughts, comments? Can I can I can I make a recommendation too? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I've got another one that's a great lens. If you want to spend a little bit more money to have a little wider of a range of one lens to rule them all, it is this lens right here. It's the Sigma 60 to 600 lens. A little bit more expensive, but you're going from 60 to 600. That's mm. going to allow you to go to that wider landscape shot all the way into tight on the wildlife. So. Uh, again, a little, again, a little heavier than it's, what Scott it's recommended. It's $800 more. It's $800 more. So, you I mean, that's where if you, you could go, you could go buy any of the lenses that we've shown today extra. Yes. You could get you the Tamron and then go get a 24 to 240 or one of those. Yeah, that's, you can, definitely. That, it's a lot more. But you're right. It is a more flexible range. That yeah, range. It just matters what that range you're wanting. Like, uh, that right. lens is going to allow you to, like, what I love this one for actually is aviation for air shows because mm. it allows you to go like because sometimes 150 i just i can't pull out far enough to get certain things on the ground so i mean it, again it all matters on your budget that's where it does a lot of this does matter on your budget but that's where what the lenses we've talked about already like that 24 to 240 the 100 to 400 right. that we talked about okay. but I mean, eric 700 dollar price range his comment his comment included, I have to justify it yes. to my wife. Yes. Let's go with the Tamron. That was one of my hot picks today. That's why it's out here on the desk. Yep. That's one of my hot picks 
right there for 2023. Super great lens. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Can't say enough about it. And it is less expensive. So, ah, look at mm, lens. Great, great stuff. And great for motorsports and all that stuff. Okay. Uh, photo um, Aratiste uh, asked, what do you guys think of the new long lenses from Nikon? I got to tell you, they are very, very intriguing. So Nikon came out this week. This one. With, uh, do you have it right there, Eric? Yeah, this is the one that is very intriguing to me. Yes, it's a, it is a mirrorless lens, so it, you don't need a converter. The price is better than the Tamron, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it is a 180 to 600. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I've seen some early comments on it that have all been really very positive. I, I think that could be a really killer lens right there. Yeah, me too. And the fact that it is mirrorless and ready to go is nice. Now, I will say this. When Nikon took their lenses, they went from their, their, you know, their standard mount to the new mirrorless mount. They improved their lenses uh, in many, many ways. For sure. Like yeah, I have some friends that, that said, look, I had the 85 and I bought the new 85 and it's night and day. Yeah. Like sharpness and feature wise, everything there, they're just raving about it. So that is a really good one. Uh, Bill's got a question. Hey, guys. I'm heading to New Zealand, and I would like to bring a telephoto lens for wildlife. Can you recommend a suitable lens for a crop sensor DSLR Nikon? Yeah. Um, so, Bill, uh, the Tamron that we just yeah. showed uh, is uh, comes in a Nikon mount as well. Uh, again, it's DSLR, so you don't even have to worry about the uh, converter or anything. So you're good to go. Uh, Amy says, uh, hi from NL. Where's NL? Netherlands. Oh, the Netherlands? No. no. Could NL. be. NL. Yeah. New Linguand? <laughs> I'm going to say Netherlands. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was a two-letter abbreviation for it. But anyway, Amy says, I was wondering what would be the best macro lens to use for shooting bugs. I'm going to leave this to you and Mimo, Eric, because you know <laughs> I don't shoot bugs, dude. Bugs are nasty. Yep. They're like, they're disgusting from a distance. I sure as heck don't want to shoot them up close. What, was there Was there a, what's she saying? Oh, She's was got it a Nikon. Nikon, Nikon yeah. She's got a Nikon 7200, so crop sensor Nikon. Mm -hmm. She's got a D7200, so it would be... What the 105? You got, you got the 105. 105 is probably your best one yeah. on the Z mount, right there. That's your best. No, best she bet. no no she, no one? no. She has a D7200. She oh, does okay. not so have. We, need, we don't need that one. No no. I think uh, we need. We, that's they make. I think they make the 105 for the regular well, Nikon. Regular, so. I believe so. I yep. saw them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And actually, that lens has been discontinued. It look and it looks like yes, it's been discontinued. So. You'd have to buy it in the used market, but the the 105 hey. f 2.8 you could buy. It's just it's been discontinued. Hey, I want to talk about the used market, but we're going to do that right after this break. So we're going to take a short pause. When we come back, I want to talk about the used market, and we got some more questions. We're going to get to those right after this. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Rain Hayes. I'm here with the Kelby One crew in Miyaka River State Park, and we're going to talk about my favorite subject: infrared photography. 
infrared is a beautiful medium. You have these really special features like extra detailed clouds, glowing white foliage, beautiful dark blue or black skies and water. It's really, really special. This class is gonna go through all of the equipment that you need and we'll get into the nitty gritty of every filter that you could possibly be using to do infrared. We will look at the best subjects to shoot, the best settings for shooting them, and then we'll go into the studio and I'll walk you through all of the traditional processing steps as well as a few different things that I like to do, um, plus a few surprises at the end. Come join me for my very first class with kelbyone.com. I am a portrait and wedding photographer based in Valencia, Spain. I do mainly commercial and editorial photography and I retouch up to 100 photos a month. We shoot almost every day for all kinds of clients, such as commercial, beauty and fashion. And we retouch our work more often like every other day. I used to spend over one hour for one photo. If we want professional results, we must remove skin blemishes, do micro dodge and burn, highlight eyes, widen teeth, and even reduce wrinkles in clothes. And this can easily take me up to two hours of work for each photo. So when I saw that there's a plugin for Photoshop that helps you retouch quicker, I was eager to get my hands on it. I had many feedbacks about it, and I found a lot of positive reviews, which made me to consider buying my first plugin. One of the challenges we have at the end of a session or wedding is to achieve an addition in our photograph that looked natural. This is where retouch for me has become a game changer. I love the feature that you can pick how much effect it has on your photo and you can adjust it accordingly to your style. I saved a lot of time and always end up having amazing results with my work. I am extremely happy with the quality. Now. I am more efficient and have more time to spare with my family. This segment of The Grid is brought to you by Platypod, the world's most compact tripod base. All right. It's time for a photography, Photoshop, Lightroom trivia question. Let's go. Trivia done at one, yeah. All right, I got a trivia question. This time, it is a Photoshop trivia question. Okay, let's it's a, see. This is a tricky one. This is a tricky one. What Photoshop tool used to be not in the toolbar? It was in its own separate floating panel. So what Photoshop tool was not in the toolbar? It's in its own separate Photoshop panel. Let us know what that was, and uh, you might win this book right here, Light It, Shooter. Retouch it, and uh, just drop your first one to put the correct answer into the chat. We'll get it. Do you know what it is, Mr. Kuna? Don't say no, it. Don't say it. it. Right now. <laughs> Do you know what it is, me? No, no. Oh, this is, a, this is a tough question. It is a tough this question tough one. for tough people. All right. But uh, you know what? I didn't tell our crew that are, that are looking for answers, what the answer yeah, is. They will need to know that, Scott. I'm gonna have to text them. Who's on the, who's on the moderation today? I can't see. It's on their other side of the wall. It's a highly, oh, it's highly Eric. produced show. All right, hold on. <laughs> it's just, I'm gonna text him, hold on. It's highly produced. 
Highly. I think tight ship we run here. Let me see how many Eric's I have in my. Oh, I spelled, I spelled his name wrong. Oh, I don't have his. All right, I'm gonna uh, just write it down. I'll pass you a phone. Uh, what is it? <laughs> I'm going to send. Oh, uh, you can. That's what happened. To Jason. I'm gonna send it to Jason. To I'm gonna send it to Jason. This Hold is what on. what happened when you asked a question that no one knows. We're gonna, we're gonna play phone tag. Yeah. All right. Telephone. Okay. I sent. I sent the. Uh, oh well. Autocorrect just burned me, but I, I got it. So Jason has the answer. Okay. Sorry, Eric. Yeah. Uh, but you should give me your phone number so I can call you on weekends and make you work. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to give away our prizes here in just a second. We've got a couple more questions, and I'm going to throw this one over to you, Mr. K. But I, I, I have an answer, but uh, Drew okay. wants to know, I got rid of my Rokinon 14 millimeters a couple of years, and I find myself missing it. Is there anything 14 millimeter out there or maybe even a new 16 to 35 coming out? So, Mr. K? Yeah, well, again, it matters, I think, what we're talking like, um, like camera body. But, mm. uh, you know, the Rokinons are great. Like, the, uh, the price point is great on them. Uh, but there are um, some other brands that are out there. Uh, that are really nice. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, which one. Well, Canon Canon makes a 14 millimeter that you can buy. They do. But what uh, I would tell you is, you can get a 14 to 35. Right? Is it 14 to? Yeah. yeah. 14 you to can get a Canon. I have that lens. It's wonderful. Uh, it's an f4 too. Yeah. Uh, so you could do that. But uh, if you want a 14 millimeter, see, you're not. You, you didn't tell us what kind of brand, yeah. what kind of camera. I got, another, yeah. I got another sleeper lens, though, if you really want. Oh, it. yes. Like, this is another sleeper Ooh. lens. Bring this one up, Jason. You got this one? 16, 16. 2.8 right. RF, $250. This is a great lens if you're looking for a wide angle lens for not only shooting landscapes, but then getting into that night. Uh, photography mm. kind of what that Rokinon's known for is having that uh cheaper uh, price point but giving you that uh that transmission of the f2.8 that's a hot lens there that's but hot I'm telling you, that lens right there i've used it and it uh i believe actually jason on our crew uh turned me on to it because uh, he had it and we, we were testing it out and i was like man 250 bucks if you want to get into that game of having a 2.8 lens that's a sleeper small and lightweight yeah. Oh, it's, it's super small. It's super everything we it's uh, everything we like. Yes. All right, Mimo, I'm going to throw one over to you here. Okay. You let me try a lens in Paris when we were doing our workshop, and it yes. was a prime lens. Yes. Do you remember what lens it was? The. It was really nice. Was it the 85? No, no. wider. Wider, prime. It lens. was a prime lens. Oh, the 35. Yes. Yes, the 35. So the Canon mm -hmm. Canon makes a 35 millimeter yeah. that was it was super sharp. Mm -hmm. It was crazy sharp. Can you can you grab a 35 millimeter? Uh, Dude, I will tell you this, oh, this is another is. sleeper lens right here. Yeah. Right here, that one, the RF 35. RF 35. It's excellent. Hot, hot, it's hot. It's also a macro. Yeah, and, and it's macro. You yeah. can shoot disgusting bugs with it. Oh, it's perfect. It's I use it a lot uh, for detail shooting uh, for the weddings as well. Yeah. You're shooting rings and stuff because you can't really get close to it. And uh, it creates, because it's a wide angle, so you can uh, you can play a lot with the composition too. So it's a great lens. 
Very nice. Uh, Doug is asking, what's the best way to clean your lens? Uh, I would start with a microfiber cleaning cloth. Mm -hmm. So you can get those from B and H. It's just a microfiber lens cloth uh, and cleaning in a circular pattern on the front of the lens. So let me grab a lens here. You're going to be cleaning in a circular pattern like this around here. But here's what I would tell you, Doug, there's something that people miss that's really, really important. They'll clean this side of the lens, but they never mm -hmm. clean mm -hmm. this side. This is the rear element yep. and they forget to clean that. And so their, shot, their shots aren't as sharp and they're like, oh, I don't think this lens is that great and all. Then you look and there's a fingerprint on it. It is so easy to get dust, junk, and fingerprints on the rear element. So Doug, keep that in mind. You wanna clean the rear element. Now the rear element, you can use a blower. You can just use a blower to clean the rear element or you can use a microfiber cleaning cloth. But uh, those are- uh, Or they'll have a thing called a lens pen, which has a lens little pen. microfiber on it and then a brush on the other side. So then you can get into that rear element uh, yeah. easily. There and go. there's a whole kit right there's there. There's the lens pen right there. Yeah. There it yeah. is, the Sensei. Yeah, it's always good little. to use the blower before you start cleaning it with the cloth because mm -hmm. if there's any hard, like a hard debris on the front lens, yep. then it can scratch the glass. So it's better first puff it and then, uh, yep. and then clean it away. Great, great tip, Nemo. All righty. All right, well, we are about down to the end of the show here, but we have some giveaways. We have some people that won prizes. These are folks that uh, dropped us comments in the uh, comment thing. I think that's the word for it, right? The comment thing. Yeah. And uh, so the super clamp, that's right. You're winning this entire thing right here. Tony Mitchell, little mm -hmm. box coming to you. Sue uh, got the uh, light it, shoot it, retouch it book. I guess we're giving away two today because somebody's going to have a winner yet. Oh, no, the winner is getting the on one, no noise. There's no winner yet. Oh, it's so hard, the question I asked. Digital photography book is going to Drew, Drew Bryden. So lighter shooter retouch, it goes to Sue Byrne. Uh, digital uh, photography book goes to Drew Bryden. And uh, the V-flats go to Janice Mueller. And the retouch for me heel goes to Sharon Scarf. So congratulations. We don't have a winner yet for the trivia. We might have to roll this one over to next week, but I don't think we're going to do that. I'm just going to tell you, and no one's going to get that, but no one's going to get the no noise today. But I can tell you what the answer is. This is the first one we have nobody have an answer really? for. Well, it is a hard question. All right. This is hard. I can yeah. I, I can tell you what it is. Too, is. I think you can't just Google this one and figure it out. Nah, <laughs> it's not an easy one. Okay. <laughs> the tool is the pen tool. Photoshop's pen tool used to be in the paths palette. All the little pens uh, were at the top of the paths palette and it was a separate floating palette. It was not in the toolbar. And then eventually they finally moved it over into the toolbar. But for many years, when I first started using the pen tool, it was in its own separate floating panel. So yes, there that trivia, you go. That trivia question was showing Scott's age. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's that's kind of mean there, Eric. That's just no, you no. Know? You have you have a bunch of wisdom as well. Yeah, that's is. right. That's right. So much All right. For those of you who are wise and won prizes, <laughs> how do you redeem those prizes? You're going to send us an email. What address do you send it to? Doesn't matter. Any email address is fine. No, you're going to send it to Grid Prize. One word. 
gridprize at kelby1.com. We'll confirm that you're actually you. We'll get your, send us your address on that too. It's very important. Once we confirm it to you and we have your address, we will ship you the stuff or send you a link to download the stuff or whatever the case may be. So congratulations to those folks and to Eric Kuna, who's being mean to me off the coast of <laughs> Los Angeles. Well, he's really not off the coast. He's outside of L.A. and uh, enjoying the really nice weather well, you know, out I got there. That, I got that SoCal sass going on right now. Dude, yeah. you do have some SoCal sass. Yeah, you do. <laughs> West Coast, West Coast. <laughs> He's the yep. D-O-W-G. California knows how to party. California does know how to party. Hey, <laughs> ain't no party like a West Coast party. Why? Because a West Coast party don't stop. <laughs> Never. There you go. All right, Mimo. Yes. May I call you Mimo? Yes, oh, please. Do. Where yes. can people learn more about you? Yeah, so that's my website, uh, uh, Maidani.com. My, Maidani is my last name. And uh, I do recently actually have my uh, printer store. Add it into the website. So if you want oh, to let's any of the go. Prints, you can go ahead and uh, look at the different uh, options. And yeah, please come and find me. And if you have any question, just send me an email through my website or my Instagram, and uh, I will be happily responding to you. Look at these photos, you punk. A little bit of France in there. I recognize I know, some right? of these <laughs> locations Rome, France. I'm telling you, Mimo, you're a master of this stuff. Oh, he thank is. you, sir. Thank He's you. He's a punk. <laughs> I never liked him. Never. <laughs> All right. And also, uh, for those of you who are watching that will be joining us in London, we're going to London, baby. And Mimo and I have some very special things planned. Oh, yes. Now, if you want a chance of going with us next year to Dubai or to another undisclosed location yet that we're working on, uh, go to scottkelbyworkshops.com and get on the email address. Now, I want to apologize to everybody that was on my email list that was waiting to hear about London. Before I could send the email out, it was all sold out for people who had been to other workshops. Mm -hmm. So if you go to one of our workshops, you get the first shot at the tickets. The next people, if there's any open spots, are the folks on that newsletter before we release it to the public. So normally, we fill the last spots from that email like we did for, and, and we've also, here's another thing, you can go get on the waiting list. Mm. For both New York and Lisbon, we had people drop out for various reasons, some of them at the last minute, literally like days before, and people were able to jump and grab their, their spots. So if you wanna get on the waiting list, you can still go to the Scott Kelby workshops, click on London, and uh, click on the t tickets and waiting list and you can get on the waiting list just in case something happens because every once in a while it does. Somebody has a, like a death in the family or, you know, something where they just can't go or, you know, stubbed a toe really bad. Uh, and so there you go. All right, Mr. Kuna, where can people go learn about you as if they don't already know? Uh, I think Kelby won. Uh, we're actually... Uh... I'm excited because we're shooting a class next uh, month uh, for Kelby One where we're going to be talking about that light painting techniques uh, that I was using. So I'm really excited about that. So definitely over at Kelby One, uh, check that out because we're going to have a, a couple cool courses on that. Ooh, that will be very nice. All right. We hope you go check that out. And for everybody else, thank you for watching, Mimo. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Eric. And thank you for being yeah, here you. with us. And uh, Mr. K, you drive careful and have fun out there on the West Coast, West Coast. And we will. 
Thanks to our crew. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to you guys for watching us. Thanks to La Mimo. We'll <laughs> ciao, see, ciao. see you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> ciao, ciao.